The following program is scheduled for one fall with a 60-minute time limit. This is Take 4 Wrestling with your hosts, Brian Kilby and J.T. Hawn. Hi, I'm Ricky Morton of the Rock and Roll Express, and you're listening to Take 4 Wrestling Podcast with Brian and JT. This is Take 4 Wrestling, Episode 11. I'm Brian Kilby, and I am joined by the master of all that is holy, the JT Hogg himself. Himself! Nobody else. Nobody else. How are you doing today, Brian? I'm amped up on caffeine and lack of sleep. (laughs) Well, that's uh, that's something you got to work on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so we'll see how this goes. My uh, usually my pre-match rituals are I take uh, four Motrins and then I drink a uh, one of those Monster coffee drinks. Are you serious? Yeah, that's usually what I do before my match. About probably about two hours before my match. Does that work? Uh, yeah, I feel pretty good. Do most wrestlers take painkillers <laughs> before they wrestle? Probably, probably. <laughs> Dang. It it makes me feel. I remember uh, I had a I had a prescription for uh, Vicodin, and um, I I took like a couple Vicodins for the match. I felt wonderful, like I was uh, running around and jumping and all sorts of stuff. Holy crap! <laughs> I didn't want to get addicted though. I don't want to. That probably isn't a good end. Yeah, we don't want that to happen. <laughs> I could be like Jake the Snake Roberts on this show. Yeah. So uh, this week we are talking about Heroes of Wrestling uh, pay-per-view from 1999 that I wanted to watch for years because I heard that it was so terrible. (laughs) And uh, I got to watch it. Uh, But before we get to that, let's talk about uh, the gimmick of the week. What is this week's gimmick? Well, this week's gimmick of the week is a very personal and special gimmick. It's the Great Lord Zoltan. So... Either from you or someone else, I've heard of the great Lord Zoltan before. Tell me about the great Lord Zoltan. Well, Lord Zoltan is very famous in um, the Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania area. Uh, He started wrestling in 1975, where he was uh, voted Rookie of the Year. Oh, cool. And um, actually, he was recognized by the uh, Pittsburgh City Council with a kin... Ken Juganday, which of course is his real name, and for uh, all his humanitarian work, and he also got the Jason Sanderson Humanitarian Award from the Call Fire Alley Club oh, for cool. his charity work, because he uh, he has two sons that are deaf, and they go to a uh, pretty pretty big deaf school in uh, Pennsylvania, and he puts on shows for like he had it was called Deaf Wrestle Fest. And um, he would raise a lot of money for him. But um, Ken, uh, Lord Zoltan, has uh, been around for a long time. He started out as a ringside uh, photographer and um, got to meet a lot of the wrestlers and promoters. Well, a guy didn't show up one night, so they put him in the ring. And uh, that's where his uh, career began. His uh, name was... uh, uh, homage to a uh, famous Pittsburgh promoter, Zoltan Ace Freeman. And then uh, the other half was uh, Alexander the Great because they called him Zoltan the Great when he first started. He was also uh, one of the very first wrestlers to ever paint his face. 
Really? Yeah. Uh, very early on, he painted his face when wrestlers just didn't do that. So um, I didn't. I didn't know that. I assumed that that was something that they've done forever. Yeah, yeah, it was a pretty rare thing back then. Um, I'm not saying he was the actual first, but he was pretty close. Yeah, I think you are. I think <laughs> you're saying that he was the absolute first ever. <laughs> the absolute first. But uh, yeah, he worked in the uh, World Wrestling Federation a lot, uh, mostly as um, preliminary wrestler. That's where I know him from. Okay. I, 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 I maybe not watched any of his matches, but I've heard him mentioned or read his name. Yeah, he and uh, he's always he was uh, there for a lot, lot always in the PWA 500 towards the uh, bottom half. But yeah, he wrestled guys like uh, Tito Santana, uh, the Wild Samoans. He wrestled um, the then WWE or WWF heavyweight champion, the Iron Sheik, and um, he also is one of the last uh, active wrestlers that actually wrestled Andre the Giant. Mm-hmm. He wrestled Andre the Giant in a handicap match, and um, his partner got pinned, so he always claims that he's undefeated against Andre the Giant. Interesting. Uh, but yeah, Lord Zoltan, he's, uh, he's a great guy. Uh, when I first started wrestling, I learned a lot from him. Um, we used to wrestle up and down all over the place in West Virginia. He got me a lot of bookings, and um, I wrestled him a lot and uh he really taught me a lot about the business and uh he was real good friends with my uncle he actually gave my uncle his name uh of the hog really yeah they uh because back then you could pretty uh if they saw somebody that was big and looked good they would uh just pull him out of the crowd and talk to him and see if they wanted to be wrestlers so i so changing subjects a bit i didn't realize there were hog brothers who was the other hog that was hoss hog uh ah. it was uh jr's friend um they worked together at in lancaster ohio at anchor hockey interesting and uh oh that's right you saw that poster the other day i did Facebook. i did <laughs> but yeah they uh what they were doing uh lord zoltan was outside of a wrestling show and of course my uncle and uh hoss hog got out of this little uh i think it was a like a little Ford Gremlin, like a real little tiny car. Mm-hmm. And they were huge. Yeah. Like they were both pretty big guys. And Zoltan looked at him and go, that's a, uh, those guys look like a couple of hogs. And that's where the, uh, that's where the hog name started. Sweet. <laughs> so we, you know, owe uh, Zoltan for you. That's in a way. Yes. Uh, yeah. I mean, um, I might not be around as much, because he got me a lot of bookings that got me a lot of connections over the years. So, uh, and also we, uh, he got Bobby Fulton started in the wrestling business. That's interesting. Uh, Bobby Fulton, him were, um, pen pals when they used to write letters to each other back in the day. I don't know if any of the kids remember letters, but, um, he would, he would write to Zoltan and Zoltan told him to, uh, come to one of the shows and, they took a look at him, and he actually started Bobby Fulton in wrestling. That's amazing. Yeah, Lord Zoltan, he's gotten a lot of people uh, they are starting wrestling. He likes to uh, – I think he likes to take protégés and go around with them, teach them. He's just, we need more people like that. Oh, yeah. Yeah, in fact, I think uh, really like wrestling schools are good, but I think the apprenticeship is the best 
way to learn how to be a wrestler just by driving up and down the road with somebody and talking to them and then them taking you one-on-one and teaching you um, wrestling. Like I wrestled my uncle a lot and I wrestled Zoltan a lot. Um, does he still wrestle? Yes, actually he does. Uh, Interesting. He's uh, starting to slow down a little bit, but he's, he's still pretty good. What, 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 what's his style like? How does he wrestle? Um, well, he was uh, actually in the eighties, he was considered a junior heavyweight. So, um, but of course that wasn't a lot of high flying. Yeah. Uh, he's basically just more of a comedy wrestler now. Ah, um, of course he did like Lord Zoltan would spend eight minutes taking off his robe because he'd come in the ring in a, a full black robe and he's got the white face paint with like, uh, almost like the raccoon eyes. And he would sit there and every time he'd open up. Um, part of his robe, the crowd would ooh, and he'd close it and act like he was embarrassed. He'd open the other side, they'd ooh, and he'd close it again. So it took forever just to get his robe off. And then when he finally took his robe off, he had, uh, a lot of times when I wrestled him, a pair of red tights with um, a flowery print, like underwear-type tights on the outside. Okay. And then, of course, I would get a granny panties chant started. So... (laughs) But, uh, yeah, he's, he, uh, he was just your basic, uh, eighties wrestler. Um, more. Let's hope he doesn't hear you say that. Well, it's not, that's not a bad thing. I don't think, um, not, I mean like his style was that now I feel bad, but, (laughs) but yeah, like, of course I think the basic eighties wrestlers, the best wrestlers there are, but, um, yeah, he. Uh, but he would have been more of like NWA style wrestler, probably. It was a little bit more wrestling centric, but over the years, it's kind of turned into a little bit more of comedy. Of course, as we get older, it's you got to slow down a little bit and do a little bit more uh, comedy. Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah, I mean, he's a uh, he's gotten mentioned in Mick Foley's book. Uh, Mick Foley talked about him because he wrestled a lot with uh, Mick Foley when he first started out and like Shane Douglas being from the Pittsburgh area. He's really good friends with uh, Dominic DiNucci. In fact, uh, we were driving down the road uh, for a show probably about 15 years ago. And um, we it was, uh, I think it was called hundredth West Virginia. And uh, he looked over at a rec center and there was just a rec center out in the middle of nowhere on this old road. He's like, Mick Foley had his uh, third match there. And I just drove by, like we just watched. And it was just funny to think about that somebody as big as Mick Foley now started out in such a yeah. little area. That's interesting. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's left he's left a big impact on the on the wrestling business, and I uh, I owe a lot to him, and I respect him immensely, and he's a great friend. That's so. amazing. That's awesome. I'm I'm glad. I'm glad that uh, you got a chance to. To do the great Zoltan, and uh, yeah, now that you, you talk about all this, that's I definitely remember. I definitely remember him. So uh, that's really cool. Yeah, you never know. Maybe we'll have him on the show for an interview sometime. Oh, that would be cool. Give, Actually, that'd be awesome. I'll give him twenty bucks. <laughs> okay, okay. Let's talk about heroes of wrestling. I always heard about what a cluster this was. <laughs> it's a what a total. What a total mess. And there are things I didn't know about it. Like, I didn't know that uh, Gordon Sully was uh, advertised to be the uh, play-by-play guy uh, for this. And, of course, apparently um, when he came down with cancer, 
was uh, just right before this, and uh, of course he was not on. He eventually um, did succumb to cancer. What's well, a uh, pretty good replacement? Yeah, I guess. So <laughs> let's see. So it was uh, it was uh, Zeb Col- it was Zeb Coulter and who else? Uh, Dutch Mantel at the time. That Dutch Mantel. I'm sorry, I don't know why I say Zeb Coulter. He's he's Dutch. Yeah, I love Dutch. Dutch is cool. Uh, I can't remember the other guy's name. At the time. yeah, it's it's it it was the guy. I got the feeling that the guy wasn't a wasn't a wrestling play by play guy, was he? Oh no, no, he he yeah. was awful. <laughs> Probably one of the worst uh, color commentators I've ever heard of. Yeah, like I love Dutch. I, I love like I love listening to him uh, speak. And I, I love hearing his stories. And he's obviously one of the greatest minds of the business for the last 25 years. Uh, but I just don't really care for him much on color. Yeah, he had a few things that were uh, entertaining to say. But I would rather – like I just listened to his uh, shoot interview with uh, Jim Cornette on the Jim Cornette podcast. That was good. And that was, that was a lot good. of fun. It was a lot of fun. Uh, but him and uh, Randy Rosenblum – that's the name of the other guy ah, – was gotcha. – uh, it was not a very good duo. The flying leg kick was pretty funny. Yeah. So uh, this match basically it featured what you could consider dream matches. <laughs> it's uh, Twenty years uh, before, uh, probably. Yeah, yeah. Like a lot of wrestlers, not all of them, but a lot of wrestlers were you know up in years. At this point, uh, like uh, like two cold Scorpios involved. I mean, he's not that old at, the, at this point. He's probably still in his thirties. I'm guessing. Yeah, he was still fairly young. But Too Cold wrestled a guy's effectively a, a an indie guy or a, who who like if he were on WWF would have been like a job guy. So I don't really understand that match. Uh, it was a guy named uh, Julio he, he was Fantastico. called Julio Fantastico, and he really uh, guy never really quote unquote made it big. Yeah, he so was I, in ECW for a little while after this. Uh yeah. I think it was a tag team Easy Money. But I, of course I didn't really watch much of ECW, so I didn't know who he was. Yeah. Uh so let's let's talk about the uh let's talk about the, I guess the first match was which was the Samoan SWAT team uh versus Marty Jannetty and Tommy Rogers uh who were playing the Rockers. <laughs> Yeah, Tommy uh, looked really good in this. Yeah, he did. And uh, Marty was wearing jean shorts. <laughs> so that was interesting. Uh, um, this way, it was an okay match. I mean, the uh, it took a while, literally, for the match to even start because they were trying to warm up the crowd because this was the opening, opening match. Uh, but, I mean, in the grand scheme of things, uh, I mean, one, it's not something I would call a dream match. No. But but two, it wasn't it wasn't terrible. No, this was a. I mean, uh, I mean, all four guys in the ring are pretty good, um, really good actually. I mean, the Simone and SWAT team, and I would have liked to have seen, of course, Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton. So yeah. I think that was odd that they probably didn't get Bobby to wrestle there. I mean, you you would have figured that he would have been available. Yeah, yeah, especially then. Um, I think this wasn't too far. It was either before or right after when Tommy Rogers and Bobby Fulton wrestled on Raw um, as one of the very first ever like cruiser uh, light heavyweight matches. Um, Jim Cornette talked Vince into letting them two wrestle on Raw 
as like a preview for the uh, light heavyweight championship tournament. Mm-hmm. And um, so it had been around that time. But so in, in 1999, like I'm not mistaken, they, I mean they tried to say that these guys were the Rockers, right? Did uh, I not hear? Did I not hear them call? Janetti and Rogers, the Rockers. I think they might have. I think. Uh, I think the one announcer, uh, Randy, did. I don't. I think. Uh, I, don't, Dutch I, I, I didn't hear. I didn't. I didn't hear the wrestlers call it, call them that. But that just seemed how they, you know, in a, so to speak, were packaged. Do you think? I, I, do you think in 1999 the Rockers would have been more of a draw or some the name that more people would recognize than the Fantastics? Uh, probably. Probably, um, yeah, because uh, the Rockers were well. Of course, they were a little bit more recent, and, and of course, Shawn Michaels being the other half of the Rockers. And Shawn Michaels, of course, was still a huge name, even though he this in '99. I guess he wasn't wrestling. Yeah, I don't think he had reached his uh, legendary status yet, but no, but he was still probably the bigger name. I think uh, Marty Marty was still wrestling uh, on WCW at this time too. Was this after his? Um, I guess yeah, that would have been after his intercontinental. He got the intercontinental belt for a while, didn't he? Yeah, that was back in like ninety five, I think ninety six. Oh, that okay. Yeah, I was thinking it was like ninety seven, but yeah, I guess you're right. But yeah, he would he was in uh, WCW very for a short little bit. Yeah, during the Monday Night uh, Wars. I mean, is there anything really to say about this match though, other than it wasn't terrible? No, I mean that's that's about it. Uh, they kept uh, the the announcers kept saying this is the first ever Heroes Wrestling pay per view. Yeah, I, it was the it was the last ever, wasn't it? They, there weren't any more. No, right? no, not after this. No, but uh, so go ahead. Basically, this is going to be the theme of the night. Any of these matches would have been uh, probably all right for a uh, like an independent show. Like if uh, you went and saw these, and they had like one or two of these matches on an independent show with other matches, they would be perfectly fine. But they were not pay per view matches. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Uh, next match, uh, Greg the Hammer Valentine uh, versus George <laughs> Janet Steele. And Sherry Martell was uh, in the corner of Greg Valentine. Um, not exactly a, a sterling, high-quality match. They had a very uh, very disturbing uh, segment before the match with Animal and Sherry where he, like, ripped off her dress. And <laughs> yeah. What what I can say about this match was it had um, pretty decent psychology. I thought like uh, they were they were telling a pretty decent story. I think it kind of got a little convoluted, but I think they uh, like like I said. I mean, this match on a independent show would have been a lot of fun. Yeah, but um, I mean, they were just screwing around. They were uh, buying a little bit of time. I liked it when uh, uh, George put George Animal, like, I don't know why the ref was trying to make him take off his shirt, but he took his shirt off and then Greg attacked him. And then Sensational Sherry was hitting him with his shirt on, so he didn't know she was hitting him. Um, but, I mean, this wasn't a, this isn't a match I'm going to watch more than once. Like, I didn't remember that George had was still wrestling at this point. So this was a surprise, but uh, apparently he was at least a little bit. Yeah. I don't, I don't think he was wrestling very much. Apparently he'd appeared on WWF and WCW TV around that point. That's right. Yeah. I think he was part of the uh, old age outlaws. Wasn't he on WCW? 
<laughs> I just remember it was called. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it, the match itself, I mean, it, it is what it is. Um, in fact, that's, I'm going to say that a lot. Yeah. <laughs> a lot. Uh, I, I will get to it, but I, I think my favorite match of the night is probably kind of surprising. Uh, next match, uh, Two Cold Scorpio versus uh, Julio Fantastico. Um, I, I, it, yeah. It was all right. It was too long. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it it was uh, one of the longer matches of the night. Um, actually, let's see here. This one, it went about 10 minutes or so. So it felt longer than that. Yeah, <laughs> longer than that. Um, so far, this pay-per-view is not shaping up to be that great, but it can't get any worse than this. No. So it, <laughs> it's going to, it, you know, it'll, it'll, it'll be okay. I like the fact that they kept having like no-name managers come out too. Like, I had no idea who any of these managers were. And they didn't really make any uh, impact in any of the matches either. They were just there. No. no. Uh, I mean, like the whole setting, this was in a casino. There was about 2,500 people, I think they said in the show, that that were there. Um, which I guess today would be a pretty good crowd. Yeah. I don't know. In, in 1999, it seems like it's still kind of a chintzy crowd. Yeah. Uh, especially for a show with these names on it. Well, back in uh, around that time, wrestling was just so hot. Even the local independent shows were drawing like 500 people, 600. Yeah. It seems like, you know, anybody with, with you know, $1,500 could probably put together a wrestling show. Yeah. And just put a couple names on there. People are going to be there. Yeah. Uh, that's not as much anymore. Uh, I mean, a good independent crowd now is three or four hundred people, and that's rare. Yeah. But, uh, uh, we had the the segment with uh, Captain Albano being named commissioner. Yeah, that? sure. <laughs> <laughs> that was a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, one of my all time favorites uh, came up next: uh, the Bushwhackers. I love the Bushwhackers. Uh, they defeated the Iron Sheik, poor Sheik, <laughs> and uh, Nikolai Volkov. Yeah, this uh, this was definitely a hard one to get through. None of these guys at this point should have been allowed to wrestle. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was it was a fun match. Uh, like, I would have enjoyed watching this live in a, uh, like I said, on an independent show. You know, like, yeah. um, Nikolai Volkov looked great, though. I thought he's yeah he still looked pretty good when he was when he was on WWF TV what four or five years before this yeah he uh, really hasn't aged since like 1984. No, you're right. I was on a show with him probably about six months ago, and he still looks great. Good. Uh, I got to uh, be in a battle royal with him, and we eliminated uh, Mister Hughes together, so that was fun. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but yeah, Nikolai Volkov, he's a really cool guy too. Uh, he's really cool to sit down and talk to, but um, Iron Sheik was looking a little worse for wear. Uh, Poor Sheik. Bushwhacker uh, Luke, he still wrestles, but uh, does he? Yeah. What about cousin Butch? No, Butch. Uh, I guess he's in a wheelchair now. He's Aww. got really sick. Um, in fact, I was, I was just on a show with uh, Luke probably about a year or so ago. Um, he actually, uh, his finisher now is the Stone Cold Stunner. Really? <laughs> so, I mean, so does he play Luke, Cousin Luke, or is it, what is he? Oh, he still plays Cousin Luke. He does cool. the whole, like, Aww. I just wonder uh, 
if they like i would like if uh any of our listeners had ever had your head licked by a bushwhacker uh, send I us haven't. a message you have yeah. i haven't oh so. okay i got excited for a second yeah because they licked a lot of heads but i don't know anybody that licked their heads or got their heads or people licked. That, or people that want to admit to it <laughs> it's kind of like what was that uh cold play fans they sell a lot of records but yeah who who yeah but who are they <laughs> Uh, anything else about uh, this tag match? Nah, it's not much to talk about. I mean, it was they had the crowd had fun. So the the, the next was a little weird. Uh, Tully Blanchard uh, versus Stan Lane, and Stan Lane did his own ring entrance. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he was. Uh, um, I had forgotten he was a co- commentator for WWF. I me too, and he said he was on ESPN. I don't remember that. Yeah, but uh, he had a pretty good voice. Uh, he did. Stan Lane, uh, actually, this was, I thought, one of the better matches. Yeah. Because um, Tolly, Tolly's the man. Uh, Tolly is, and again, I saw him wrestle just a few years after this. I saw him wrestle Dusty Rhodes, and it still looked pretty good. Yeah, I would love to be on a show with Tolly Blanchard. I mean, does he wrestle anymore? Uh, yeah, he still wrestles every once in a while. Not as much as he used to. But, uh, yeah, it's kind of hard to look at this and think, like, this was back in 99. This was... Like almost fifteen years ago, so uh, it's seventeen years. Seventeen. Ago. So I mean, that's it. They were old then. Some of these guys, and they're still wrestling. So it uh, really, uh, really shows how much either they spent all their money or they really love the sport. <laughs> <laughs> I, I I wonder. But uh, yeah, this was a this was a weird match too. Um. I thought the finish was a little odd, but it was a good match. I, I would say it was one of the better matches on the card. Maybe top two. Uh, that's probably a fair assessment. <laughs> of course, that wouldn't be real hard. but It would not be real hard because it gets worse. Uh, let's see here. What else do we have so, on this uh, week's show? We have... Uh, da, da, da. Okay, okay. This was actually my favorite match. Abdul is a Ab- butcher in one-man gang. Yeah, it was it was it was a mess. It was. it was not it was not a good match. There was hepatitis everywhere. <laughs> That's true. Uh, I I turned my head. I actually walked out of the room, and uh, I I came back in and I saw a one man gang just like beating the hell out of uh, Abdullah. And I'm like, oh, one man gang. Let's see what happens. <laughs> and uh, it was yeah, it was nasty. Yeah, they. Uh... Have you ever noticed how um, Abdul the Butcher uh, colors himself before? I think you could see it in this match a lot. Yeah. Uh, he puts the razor blades on the end of his finger, and he just, like, smacks his head. That's screwed up. And uh, he, he had a habit of doing that to other people without them knowing it, too. And uh, I think that's why that one guy was suing him, because he, he got hepatitis or something from it. Uh, did you ever hear about that? No, I didn't. <laughs> Uh, some yeah, somebody was suing him for it. Um, but yeah, he even colored one of the security guards at the end. Um, if you notice that, I think they pulled away from it. But this match was just a complete bloody mess. Yeah, uh, one man gang. I, I would have rather seen him as Akeem. I think. I yeah, I agree. But um, one man gang. He seems like a pretty nice guy. Um, he just actually. His house got destroyed recently in the floods. 
I think you mentioned that yeah, or somebody mentioned uh, that. I put that on my page. There's a GoFundMe for it. So if anybody wants to donate, help out the one man gang, Akeem, the African dream. Yep. But uh, Abdul the butcher, man, he's, he's a crazy man. And I saw Abdullah wrestle a few years after this too. I think actually the same show. Yeah. He's like, uh, I think he's in his eighties now. Um, I think he's wheelchair bound too now, unfortunately. Yeah, probably. But he wasn't moving real great here either. So no. And he always carried around a lot of weight. Yeah. Yeah. He looks a lot like me with when I got my shirt off. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's sad. Uh, let's see here. Next match. Uh, yeah. Jimmy Snuka with Captain Lou versus uh, Cowboy Bob Orton. Now this, I, I enjoyed this match. Uh, I have a hard time. See, I have a hard time with Jimmy Snuka knowing what we know now. Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Now, yeah, I it's, it's. I don't like the match now. <laughs> <laughs> what did you What did you like about it? Um, I mean, Bob Orton. Bob Orton. Just, I mean, I, I actually, I'm pretty sure. Pretty sure I saw Bob Orton wrestle after this, but he looked older than I remembered, and this was 1999. Yeah, he wrestled uh, with. Um, he was in WWE after this with his son. Him, he wrestled the Undertaker a few times. Yeah, that's true. Um, I just thought this was a like these two guys were out there working hard. I think you could see that they love the business. Yeah, you know, you're right. You're right. And the crowd was really getting into it. Yeah, yeah. This uh, was uh, probably one of the best crowd reactions of the night. Yeah, uh, the fans were really reacting to uh, Bob Orton. Uh, they were just, you know, <laughs> booing the heck out of him. Well, they they had a pretty uh, what we we would consider now a, an offensive chant. Uh, I had I had a mute. Uh, I don't want to know what he said, <laughs> but uh, what was said. But uh, like through part of this match, I had it on mute. So oh okay, yeah. So I, I we will just uh, if if people. Want to go back and listen again? They can. They can find out. Yeah, I'm sure they'll be able to pick up as soon as they hear it. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, yeah, of course, Captain Lou was a non-factor in the match. Um, but it was, I, it was a good match. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, Jimmy Snuka is still in pretty good shape at this point. This was six years after being the first ECW champion. Mm-hmm. Uh, and. I mean, heck, so let's see here. He was in his 40s in the 80s, so he had he was probably pretty old at this point. Yeah, he was uh, probably at least, because what is he, 80 now? I think he's, he's old, 80s, yeah. yeah. Um, so he'd have been 60 or something. Still yeah. doing cross bodies off the top rope and yeah. leapfrogs. I mean, that's pretty impressive. Yeah, I, I can't do that now. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Have you ever seen um, any of the uh, Insane Clown Posse wrestling? No, I don't really want to. Well, they had a uh, um, I just happened to come across it on uh, YouTube, but it was what was it? Night of Legends and Heroes. And it was only from like probably like two or three years ago. Mm -hmm. And it was insane. Like the matches they had. Uh, They had a battle royal. Uh, Jimmy Snuka was in it. And he couldn't walk at this point, really. Um, what they had, they, uh, Tommy uh, Wildfire, Tommy Rich was in it. Um, they had the original Midnight Express against the Rock and Roll Express. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dennis Codre, Bobby Fulton, mm-hmm. or not Bobby Fulton, Bobby Eaton. Bobby Eaton. And they wrestled the Rock and Roll Express, and the match was probably three minutes long. 
<laughs> uh, <laughs> I'm going to have to send you a link to it and you watch it, see what you okay. think. I mean, uh, Mick Foley's on commentary, so it's not too bad. But uh, I uh, I didn't watch any of the other Insane Clown Posse shows. They're not as good, but um, but yeah, it was, uh, what, the reason why I was talking about that was Jimmy Snook was in it, and this was probably ten years after this, so uh, he was already in, he was in really bad shape at this time. Yeah, I don't want to see that. <laughs> yeah. I, but he still got thrown over the top rope. So yeah, yeah, he lo- he uh, loves the business. Yeah, it's true. And again, Bob Orton, great work working the crowd. So yeah, actually, this is this was one of the better matches. Yeah. Okay, so um, the legendary yeah. promo. Yeah. So uh, this was the this is this is basically what put this pay-per-view on the map was the fact that this was going to be the return of Jake, the snake Roberts uh, to the wrestling ring. Probably uh, without this match, the pay-per-view probably wouldn't have been that horribly remembered. Yeah. Like it wouldn't have definitely been nothing to cry home about, but <laughs> to cry home. Cry about. home about. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so basically uh, there it was supposed to be a singles match. There was supposed to be basically, if I'm not, not mistaken, two matches, um, after this, uh, so very high, <laughs> very, very high. Jake Roberts cut this crazy, crazy promo you Want to play 21. I got 22. Yeah. <laughs> and <laughs> he mimicked sexual relations, so to speak, a form with, with the snake. That was a little um, odd, yeah. Yeah, he, uh, um, used the snake as a as his wiener a few times. Yeah, <laughs> and he, he was going to wrestle Jem Neidhart, and um, I mean the promo was he was just trying to get heat on Neidhart, but it was so bad that at the last minute they decided to make this a tag team match. Yeah, uh, it was. Uh, well, I mean. Because they were advertising the battle of the the thousand pound battle between King Kong Bundy and yeah uh, Yokozuna, but of course that yeah. didn't happen. No, and I mean Yokozuna was eight hundred pounds at this. Yes, point. he was huge. Uh, I don't. I would like to have seen him wrestle at this size. I would like. To have I mean, seen he him. he died like a year later. Yeah. Well, I think he was trying to be the world's biggest wrestler at the time. Like he was trying to get that big. Which he still didn't make it because there was a wrestler that weighed like 901 pounds. Dang. I forget what his name was, but he was a big feller. That's awful. <laughs> and, and Yokozuna was young, dude. I, I didn't realize he was as young as he was. Yeah, he was only, what, 34 or something? 35? Yeah, he was, in his, he was in his 30s. Yeah. Like, I always just assumed that he was older, uh, especially considering how far, he, you know, when he was in WWF. I mean, he was he was an attraction. He was Almost, well, not quite, but almost an Andre the Giant type of traction. And, uh, you know, I, I just assumed that he was probably in his 30s at that point, but he was, hell, he was probably in his 20s. Yeah, Yokozuna was just amazing in the ring when he was uh, younger. When he, he was able to move for a gigantic guy, it was, it was uncanny. I still don't know how he did the uh, bonsai drop and not kill people. He didn't care, apparently. <laughs> I would like to, because I've always, like, I've always looked at it and like, how do you do that move without killing a person? Apparently, it was apparently it was it was, not, it was a painful move. To make. 
I know Hacksaw said that he hurt, got hurt pretty good by it. Yeah, but what can we say about this match? Oh, uh, pro- I could say this is probably easily the worst uh, pay-per-view match in the history of pay-per-views. Uh, it's up there. At least top three, probably. What What makes it so terrible? Uh, oh, Jake's just just out of his mind. Uh, so my- as soon as they knocked him down, he just laid there. So my friend Ricky got this pay-per-view with his brother-in-law oh, man. back in the 90s, and he told me about it. <laughs> so I had literally, for nearly 20 years, wanted to watch this, just just for the promo and just for the match. Well, uh, I think it was. It says it was only purchased by like 29,000 households. Well, he was one of them. He, he was one of those 29,000. <laughs> and uh, it did not fail to live up to my expectations. But I'm going to make a bold statement. We last week we watched something else from 1999, and I think this is, may have held up better. <laughs> Probably. Uh, that episode of Raw just didn't age well. This wasn't good to begin with. So yeah, you knew what you were getting into. Yeah. Well, this uh, I get a, I I think I remember seeing the commercials for this because um actually I was I had no idea the thing was going to happen. I had, I I was shocked October 10th. after I heard about it. Uh, 1999. I think, um, I, I was just getting ready to start being a wrestler at this point. Really? Yeah. So that's, uh, I think I was just getting ready to go to wrestling school, but I remember seeing the commercial for this and being like, Oh, that that looks awesome. King Kong bunny against Yokozuna, Jake Roberts, Jim Neidhart. Why not? I probably would have thought it was awesome. (laughs) Well, uh, uh, King Kong bunny is in pretty good shape. I mean, yeah. And Jim Neidhart, you know? But yeah, I mean, this match was just, it was, it was a wreck. I would like to uh, talk to Jim Neidhart about this match and see what was going through his head. I th- Have you wrestled him? No. Um, I heard he's, uh, he's uh, making rounds now and he's kind of cheap right now. So like, uh, I think only four or 500 bucks to bring in, which really isn't that bad for most uh, indie stars like that. But um, yeah. he, uh, you could just see like the confusion and just the frustration on his face watching this match. And uh, King Kong Bundy was pretty much the same. Even you, I think Yokozuna was more like, "Eh, I got paid." Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I would have liked to have seen the Yokozuna uh, King Kong Bundy match. Yeah, that would, be interesting. Um, that would have been interesting, but it didn't happen, and it never. <laughs> What about the uh, mini Bundy that was out there with him? We we we've seen him before, right? Yeah, he well, he was the uh, the promoter. He came out uh, earlier in the show uh, to break up like the uh, one man gang Abdul the Butcher match. Okay. Oh, we never even mentioned that uh, it was a hardcore match, but it ended in a double countout. That's crazy. <laughs> but. Uh, he was he was actually yeah he was the promoter that put that on and I liked how uh, Dutch kept calling him Mini Mini Bundy yeah but um, yeah I mean Jake Roberts was like uh, simulating that the snake was his wiener he had that girl <laughs> I'm glad you I'm glad you said it not me <laughs> uh, he had that girl rub his uh, rub his uh, yeah 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 okay so uh, yeah so uh, overall what do you think what do you think of the show uh, I had fun watching it. You know, like, uh, it wasn't something that I hated. I kind of enjoyed <laughs> it. 
It was, uh, I think it was, I would watch this over that ECW pay-per-view. Well, guess what? You know what I think we're going to watch next week? Uh-oh. I don't remember who suggested this. <laughs> I thought it was you, but I guess now I know it's not. Uh, let's watch uh, Cyber Slam 96. Cyber Slam 96. Okay. Yep. That sounds awful, but I'll do it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any, anything with cyber in the title is going to be good. So what do you, uh, what do you think was uh match of the night? I, I really, I mean, like, I guess probably the Cowboy Bob Orton match. Uh, but my favorite match was the one man gang and Abdul with the butcher. I would go with the Jimmy Snuka versus Bob Orton. Yeah. So, uh, but we're not like too re- far off. I don't think. No, no. And in retrospect, you're right. Um, I, Bob Orton was a pretty masterful, so to speak, more or less with, uh, with the crowd and, um, the fans were getting into it. So, you know, that, that says something, but these fans also probably weren't smart enough either. <laughs> no, the, the, it looked like the fans had a pretty good night. Like they had a fun time all night. I think this would have been a really fun show to have been. At. Yeah. Would have been history in the making, you know, seeing Jake Roberts just melt down. Uh, did you, I did you watch all the way through? There. Yeah, I did. Did you see where they came back to like they were when they cut away? He was like in the ring, and then they cut back for a quick second, and Jake Roberts is just like laying down in the ring. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I so I, I'll admit I I do a lot of multitasking when I'm watching these, so I didn't see oh, that. Okay, but uh, <laughs> Jake he's uh he's got his life back together, so it's all right to so we can laugh. Actually, this. actually, actually, how about this? We watch we we watch that show. And as bonus supplemental material, why don't we watch uh, the uh, Jake the Snake documentary on Netflix? Okay. I think we could do that. Uh, so, because my wife has actually been wanting to watch that. That's, uh, what, the resurrection of Jake the Snake? Yeah, that's... Uh, the one DDP produced? I haven't seen it yet, but... it's. Do you have Netflix? Yes. Yeah, so it, it's on Netflix. My wife said this weekend, let's watch that. I'm like, okay. So we're gonna have her on the show? No. <laughs> we are not. She could be on the on the show with Jake Roberts. That would be pretty awesome. Now if you wrestle or see Jake Roberts, I I'll I'll put in I'll put in a dollar to have that. <laughs> well actually I've met Jake Roberts before. Jake's really cool. Uh, oh, I bet he is. He uh I it was when I was a little younger, uh I was probably about 26 at the time, 27, and I was a little skinnier, and I had long brown hair, and I had, like, my mm-hmm. mustache, so I kind of look like Jake a little bit. And, of course, my last name is Hog. I almost slipped up there. But um, he uh, he was in the locker room, and he walked past me. I was like, hey, Jake, nice to meet you. He's like, he looked at me, looked up and down, and he's like, you kind of look like me. He's like, do, <laughs> do you got a picture of your mama? nice and i go uh i wish jake and uh he he's he's like no you don't no you don't and walks away yeah, that's, that's <laughs> true that is awesome <laughs> he uh that was like in between his uh his time yeah actually i got a jake story that i'll tell you off uh off okay because okay okay well that being said <laughs> uh how do we get a hold of you you can get a hold of me at www.tfradio.net slash H-O-G-G. 
Did you write that down? Uh, no. Good job, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> I, that takes you. Go ahead. I did write it down. Okay. That takes <laughs> you to JT's uh, Facebook page. It's just a shortcut. And uh, go ahead and like his page. Yeah. Uh, you can buy uh, shirts. Um, that's about it right now. Just shirts. But they're good shirts. Yeah, they are good shirts. I really like the one that I have. Yeah. It's uh, they're hog approved. Hog approved. You can follow me at B Kilby or uh, on you can also on Twitter, I guess, follow all of the uh, Radio Free Cybertron family of shows at TF Radio and on Facebook at Facebook.com slash TF Radio. And of course, if you shop at Amazon and goodness knows you do. Uh, go to tfradio.net slash Amazon for all of your Amazon purchases. Just That's just a shortcut. Takes you to our referral link. Amazon doesn't charge you a cent more, but they send a little money back our way to help pay for expenses. And I'm and, very and expensive. Yeah, that's true. And just and here's a hint. Share it with your friends. Just like say, hey, just have you thought about supporting Radio Free Cybertron and take for wrestling through tfradio.net slash Amazon? And they click that link and it helps us out. We'd appreciate it. And there's tons of wrestling stuff to buy on there. Oh my tons. God. It's, it's limitless. Limitless. Well, okay, JT. Uh, next week, CyberSlam 96 and the resurrection of Jake the Snake Roberts. That sounds like a plan. One of these uh, weeks, I'm going to punch Diecast in the face, too. Awesome. I can't wait for that. <laughs> uh, yeah, so. Well, with that, uh, JT and I will be back next week on Take 4 Wrestling. Thanks for listening. Boom! Oh.